Okay, so I'm back. Jersey Judah, the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Wanted to finish off this Doc Rich video. Supposed to be a very spicy video. Supposed to have a lot of crazy shit going on. I am intrigued. So let's proceed. That is a fact. And I haven't been paying paying attention to politics for very long, but I, I'm just like, this has to be the worst ever. And a lot of you have said that this is the worst ever. I, I, I mean, it's crazy to think that we've literally lived through arguably the greatest president of all time and the worst. Damn. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Congress, back and back. You, see, Congressman, you see that the mayor of New York, the governor. You know what, though? That that's a true statement. Whether people like Obama or not, Obama was not this bad. From what I remember, the Obama that I voted for in 2008 compared to the Obama I did not vote for in 2012. I realized that I don't know the It's just not, he, he just wasn't, of course he was a politician through and through, Barack Obama. He had levels of intellectual value that pretty much white liberals drool over in terms of um, someone who can push our agenda while not looking like us. That's kind of like the fascination of Barack Obama for white people. Black people, it's really simple. He black. The end. Better than Biden. Not better than Trump. Just just keeping it real with you. New York, their solution is give us more money um, and we'll find more places to put, you know, to put these people. And they're working with the administration to do that. It just doesn't make sense. If you have this many people that you can't house, that you don't have enough money to do it, um, and that you're willing to even put it in places that you say could uh, you know, compromise our national security. The answer is to go to the border and seal it and shut it down. It's so obvious. Uh, literally an elementary school child could understand. So why are they doing it? Why why are they leaving the border open? I mean, you were a Democrat. Explain to those of us with common sense, how come, why are they allowing this to happen? They want a new voter base. It's destructive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Doc Rich. This is the first person in which, if y'all been listening, I've been saying this as a possibility. I did not predict this one, but I said as a possibility, if they need to, given what's going on now, the black vote is is looking is looking pretty thin for these Democrats. So they got all these people now. They're making room for these people. You don't think a voter ID or something like that is possible? Come on, man. Now, to be fair, they do have a year and two months. They have 14 months to do this. Could they do this? Sure. I believe uh, Nancy Pelosi was actually um, 
announcing her re-election. She's going to go for re-election in San Francisco. And if San, Fra- well, San Francisco's finished, I mean, California is pretty much finished. <clears throat> they have complete control. <clears throat> and the people there are so like, either the people who truly loved California and what California was, they either moved out or they just completely closed. They're closed and they don't, they're not even speaking about the situation. If San Francisco reelect Nancy Pelosi, you can pretty much consider San Francisco to be the next hotspot. I'm calling it now, and the reason I'm doing this is simple. You don't have people that consecutively fuck up like Nancy Pelosi still in power without her being a part of the establishment. She has a license to fuck up constantly and still be looked at as a possible option. This is how fucked the country is. When Biden is even looked at as a possible president in the next four years, the fact that he will even be running, it's 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 an embarrassment for this country. We need men functioning mentally. They know about what's going on. We need men who are willing to stand up and say things that other people may not approve of, but things that need to be addressed. That's Donald Trump. That's not Biden. Biden's not even remembering his last speech. Biden is not even remembering where he is most of the time. So how is that? even a person that people would remotely see as the next best thing for this country. I don't think it's just Biden, unfortunately. I do think the blacks, more importantly, the black women are brainwashed by Kamala Harris and what she represents. She's incarcerated the most black men when it comes to simple marijuana possession. She's a peasant. But because she appears to be black, a lot of these women had to vote for her. And I think that's going to be a problem coming for the next election. Because these women don't know shit about politics, my nigga. Like, straight up. You know what I mean? To keep it real with you, these bitches don't know about politics. It is to change the social structure of the United States of America. It's literally self-destructive. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, That's why we need an impeachment inquiry. It's just another reason. You don't want to do do the impeachment yet. At least do the impeachment inquiry because in my community... So, I mean, this whole clown show... I'm not going to call it a clown show because there are some credible people that are involved in this. It's just how long are we going to talk about the same impeachment... We heard about um, Hunter Biden being indicted. Oh, very little heard about that. But that did happen recently. I wonder why that's not brought up as much. Hmm. There might be another indictment on the way for Trump, because every time something bad happens for the Bidens, they they try to put something else on Trump. I don't know if y'all been paying attention. Most of y'all haven't. It's okay. I forgive y'all. 
it would allow us to go forward and to have more powers for subpoena, to allow us to have more powers to investigate. We need to know every single thing that's going on. This is not a mistake. It's not an accident. It is purposeful and it's harmful and it's the wrong thing to do. And he's not fulfilling his obligations as a president of the United States. And you know what? We don't want to be a sanctuary airport. If they want to be a sanctuary city in New York City, that's up to them. It's hurting the city tremendously, too. Congressman, I really appreciate your candor um, on all these questions. Thank you. It's really important. God bless. President, the president has done so much for the border. You know, he's he's done a whole lot. I mean, this this stuff is just, I, I just don't. They're proposing housing people at airports or yep. in airports. Good. Really? Why don't I don't see how that's really much of a surprise. Didn't they do that with a hospital and a school in Chicago? They turned these areas into um, pretty much housing units. for these uh, illegal immigrants. they I mean, come on. This ain't a surprise. It's just, and logically, you look at, okay, Jersey's here. New York is here. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania's here. So if they're all being pushed into one area in New York, and they decide for whatever reason they don't want to be in New York. It's like, oh, great. We have this other location in New Jersey. We got this other location, Philadelphia, maybe even like places like Levittown, PA. Shout out to Levittown. Uh, maybe even Ben Salem. I know I know the people in Ben Salem would want, um, you know, all these people in your communities and neighborhoods. I'm sure you guys would, wouldn't mind it, right? Yeah, that's what they're doing. And that's what's going to happen. And don't forget. I told you so because I told you so, and yeah, the end. Just close the border until you figure out a housing situation for folks and then go about it that route. Oh, no, of course, that's that's terrible. That's that's racist. That's hateful. <laughs> that's what they would like you to believe. That's what they would like you to believe. In my humble opinion, uh, they want a new voter base. Mm. They want a new voter base. The Thank people you. that we are dealing with. Once again, reminding me once again, besides myself for the past, I don't know, three or four months, bringing this up as well as the, uh, the prediction about Trump and his popularity with blacks. I predicted that as well. The fact that people don't see kind of what's in front of them or even just to imagine the possibility of such thing being blatantly in front of them. If they are able to be successful in this, they can win the election. And what I mean is if they're able to get these people who are undocumented officially in this country as somehow able and willing to vote for the Democratic Party, it may be lights out for this country. And if you think about it, you're taking people who already know about socialists and and communist regimes and and just dropping them off in a new land that's going to pretty much turn into that. And they'll just be pawns, just like the blacks by the Democratic Party, who are used as pawns, the token nigger 
for their little agenda. That's the reality. Don't be mad at me. This is going to be, like Doc Ridge said, the new voter base for the Democratic Party. I mean, if that don't work, they can always still use the Messiah, Barack Obama, um, the one who legalized gay marriage to still rally up the gay people to vote Democratic. Or if they want to spice things up, they can aim at, oh, people like Trump and, you know, he's a racist. He doesn't like, you know, immigrants and all this stupid shit. All of his wives, I think, are fucking immigrants, by the way. But he doesn't like immigrants and all this other shit. They'll try to use that. And some of them dumbass motherfuckers, they'll fall for that. Like, oh, okay, this is new. This is the new trend we're using. You already know it's shitty when nighttime hosts, they have shitty jokes. Trump derangement syndrome is real, man. There's no cure for it. The only cure for it for them is to know the truth. Like, yeah, you're being lied to. And, you know, you're peasant, you're peon, and the people that you idolize and worship are people who are destroying the country. That's it. That's all I'm really saying. You know, all the people you idolize and worship are destroying the country. All the people you say are bad were actually the people that meant good for the country. You just didn't like them. Poor you. Right. Go fuck yourself. Are very, very smart individuals. And I mean, the people at the very top that are pulling all of the strings. Obviously, some of the minions that we see on a day-to-day basis, you know, they, they might not have the highest of IQs. I don't know, you know, but They're sometimes dumb. it seems like they don't, right? They're but the, the people at the very top that are pulling the strings, these are very, very intelligent folks. They're trying to play a game of chess. The only idiots that I've, that I've ever seen in politics, re- reality, and Trump's not, I mean, not Trump. Biden is not an idiot. Biden is just too old. He's done. He's fried. His It's over for him. But he had wits. Don't get it twisted. The dumbest politician that I've probably ever known in existence would have to be George W. Bush, without a doubt. He was an idiot. He was the embarrassment to the Republican Party in the same way that Joe Biden is an embarrassment to the Democratic Party today. When you think of, it's crazy because I'm just bringing this up. When you think of that time period of George W. Bush as president, you think of Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor of California. It was a clown show for the Republican Party. You and I know this. It's a, It's the truth. It was a clown show. Anything was possible with fucking Republican Party. They were really desperate at that point. They needed somebody. And they sort of held on to that old school sort of Republican. Not concerned. Like, he's like a liberal. These are like liberal Republicans, if that makes any fucking sense. Although they will say people like Ronald Reagan was kind of that way as well, where a lot of um, liberals will still acknowledge guys like Ronald Reagan, the same way that a lot of conservatives in a lot of ways acknowledge people like JFK. Just to give you all a little brief history. But I don't even think it's that. I just think they see black folks today 
they they know that they're losing them, but they also know that there's very little that they that they can do can that that will really change their minds and get these black Trump supporters back to the Democratic plantation. It won't happen. Cause like you almost reach a point to where you know too much. It's like what I used to talk about with the red pill. It's like you know too much to pretend that that doesn't exist. Or you know too much to just then go, all right, I'm walking away from it. It's out of my mind. No, it's it's still there. It's still around you. You trying to change your way about doing it can only change so much before you face reality and realize this is what you know now. This is the information that you have because you've taken the time to research it. You didn't let these snobby, liberal pieces of shit tell you what's going on. You took time out of your day to find out what's really happening. Those are the people, even the old school liberals who agree with what I'm saying. They just hate the fact that I talk about liberals. I'm sorry. I just don't. I can't vibe with it. You know, I just can't. There is not a vibe with the liberal of today. The classical liberal. The liberal like in time where it meant something to be liberal, I guess, in the 60s and shit. And, and the conservatives at that time were the stick in the ass Bible thumping conservatives. You don't have those conservatives anymore. I'm living proof, right? You don't have those type of people anymore. They're still God fearing. But what I believe and what the next person believes, you know, whatever. I don't care. I literally don't give a shit. When people, the, the only time people like me care is when it's not be, when people blatantly mock what you believe. When people blatantly mock what you believe. that That's a problem with me, right? Even if bitches want to believe that they're feminists and they're strong, I don't I don't question feminism more than I question the women who claim to be feminists. There's never a woman who's never had sex with a man, never dealt with a man, never was hurt by a man. That's a big one, but is still a feminist. Never heard of one. Y'all know some? Let me know. I've never heard of one. Just like realistically, there's never been a quote unquote red pill man without his conflicts and the things that he's went through as well. We're all human beings. That's how it should be. But I refuse to play the game and be that guy to bring people together. I don't give a fuck. I go with the temperature. Okay? I go with the temperature. Until things cool down, just like the weather, it's not like it's fucking hot as hell out. You know what I mean? But anyway, just like the weather, until it cools out out outside, I'm turning up. I'm turning up. Bitches sit back. All these bitches sit back. And like I said, this has a lot to do with the election. Y'all probably saying, well, what is he talking about? Hear me out. So as I talked about, and not just me, the videos proved what I've been talking about. The black, the black voter demographic for the GOP and Republican Party, more so for Trump, is at an all-time high, mostly because of Trump. If Trump was not in the running 
everybody, all the black people would still be supporting um, Joe Biden. And that's a fact. I know a lot of black folks ain't going to want to hear that, but that's too fucking bad. Y'all know damn well if fucking Trump was out of the running. The only person, no black people are, are looking at DeSantis as anything. And when I say that, I mean, as a culture, the culture is beginning to look at Trump. It's not just the community anymore. Because that's been happening here and there. You'll hear black people tell you that, you know, they like Trump because of X, Y, and Z. It's just people weren't paying attention to the reason at first. Then the more people say the same shit, the more you go, well, wait, I've heard this somewhere before. But you ain't willing to do the research. You're not willing to really see the results and look up the stats. You're still you're still in that liberal hive mind way of thinking. And you're just going along with CNN and what they're telling you. Even Fox News at this point, jabronis, right? They got curtain jerkers. They're hiring curtain jerkers at Fox. I mean, it's the end of the world, man. They're hiring scrubs and curtain jerkers at Fox. Sky News, y'all want to holler at me? Y'all got my information? You know what I mean? Y'all can holler at me. I'll I'll definitely take a check from y'all. I'll work with Sky News. I won't deal with Fox. We're going to Australia. All right. We're out of here. We're going to we're going to Australia. We're going where the Aussies is at. We're all I, I heard they hate niggas up there. So I, I've I've heard stories about it, and, and just just a just a quick conversation. I heard stories about like how they hate niggas in um Australia and shit. They hate blacks. The blacks it has something to do with the Aboriginal people and shit, and how. And it's just a legend. I'm not saying this is true or false. It's just what I've heard from multiple sources. They say that they look at blacks, of course, as lesser than. So when they see blacks, they see they see the aboriginals. They see the people out there in the woods and shit that be walking around and running around with cloths and and setting sheets on fire and shit like that. And when they when they see black people out from outside of the country, they only see the aboriginals. I heard that's how Australia is. And then to find out that guys like wasn't Mel Gibson Australian or some shit to find out Mel Gibson's Australian. That doesn't surprise me one bit for y'all that never heard the uh, Mel Gibson tapes. You should listen to them. They're phenomenal. I forgive him, by the way. I'm not offended or upset of what he said. It was a conversation that was recorded. That shouldn't have been recorded, in my opinion. And the woman who was recording the conversation was antagonizing him and all this a whole bunch of bullshit, but still a funny, still a funny series of recordings that can easily be researched online. Not checkers. They're trying to think many moves in advance. And I'm sure they saw this coming. They saw the uprise coming. They knew what was on the way. Now, to the extent that it is happening, I don't think they could have predicted that. But I'm sure they knew, which is why they, in my humble opinion, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but in my opinion, which is why they opened the border. 
They knew some people are going to some people that supported us before are going to turn their backs on us. We're going to need some people to come in and to replace them. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. He deserves it. I was about to do the slope clap for him. But I ain't doing that. Nope. Nope. Not for Doc Rich. Hold up. It's good to see other people, at the very least, paying attention to what is around them. If you see a percentage, and they've seen this from the beginning, they were nervous 2020 when they just saw 8% of blacks voting for Trump. That surprised them right there. But then as the years went along, they were implementing a bunch of bullshit that niggas wasn't really fucking with. They weren't seeing the stimulus checks. They weren't seeing the economy booming. They didn't see jobs flourishing. They saw a bunch of BS that they voted for. So next time around 2023, well, not even on the line of 2024 yet. You got 8% turning into 21%. So now the Democratic Party is panicking, but then they say, oh, wait, we have all these people here. Now, here's where the conspiracy theory comes in. If they can do this in a year, then they are successful in which they get a bunch of state officials to come up and agree, mostly Democrats, of course, and really those who want Trump out. They'll get together and say, we, we want these people who are in this country to have the rights of the American people and vote and have the Constitution. All this bullshit, they'll say they'll come up with some act or something that will make this possible. And it's something that little people will go against, because then if you go against it, you're definitely a racist. That's the trap. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. They have no choice at this point. And to hear somebody else explain it the same way that I've been explaining it without hearing nobody else explain the situation. It's I wouldn't say it makes me happy, but it's satisfying to know that other people are at least thinking similar. Ensure that we remain in these positions. How do you do that? You let a bunch of people in. Just let them flood in. I've seen pictures and videos of, uh, you know, where the um, the wall, where some of the gates are, were allegedly, got to say allegedly, welded open, oh, cool. not shut, mm-hmm. welded open. Is that something that somebody would go against? I believe that. Opened them, they opened them and welded them so that they could not be closed. Interesting, huh? Now, hey, man, they are trying everything in the book. And like I said before, I've said this in previous videos, guys, uh, make no mistake about it. It will get worse. They will try a whole lot more. 
Trust me when I tell you that. I mean, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm still a rookie when it comes to politics, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out. They will try a whole lot more. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. There's going to be some darkness. But I once heard this saying, and I feel like it, it, it really fits what's about to happen. And it goes like this. In the darkest hour of the night, the sun begins to rise. And I think that is going to fit what is about to happen, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to get dark, very, very dark. But in the darkest moment, the sun will begin to rise. All right. So I guess I don't know. I don't know. I I, I will never be arrogant when it comes to other people's policies and other people's beliefs. I want y'all to pay attention to what I just said. I will never be arrogant about other people's policies and what they believe. That even includes Donald Trump. Now, that being said, outside of this whole two-party system, which really started off supposed to benefit black folks and for the most part has benefited black folks didn't really do much to prevent black folks from achieving things but also was very direct and had more of a hands-on approach about it if you're constantly being told that you're you are lesser than the next person right how can you expect those young men to grow up and be competitors of this world? If you are telling young black, young Hispanic, young people of color in general, that they are lesser than the next man because of how they look, they will be treated bad because of how they look. Police are going to do this and that because of how they look. How are you preparing them to be anything but a victim? And these people, they've already achieved that. They've made it possible that you yourself will be a victim. You view yourself as a victim who needs saving. And they're the ones. They're at the right place at the right time. To save you. But are they? What? They just give you uh, uh, some scraps every month? They're not willing to give you the opportunity. But even if some of these people were presented such opportunity. To be the victors instead of the victims. They wouldn't choose that. Instead, they sit back. They'll be lazy. They'll they'll do nothing value. They'll have nothing valuable for themselves. They'll expect valuable things from valuable people, but they'd have no value to to obtain even 25 percent of the things that they want. They have no work. They have no work ethic. In reality, they have no backbone. Because, once again, our society today 
or really the blacks, the blacks today always has to view themselves as a victim in order to obtain anything. Why can't your skill, why can't your hard work, why can't your ambition get the things that you want? But then again, who am I to blame? If you're brought up in a household or you're brought up in an environment where the only thing people are used to seeing is uh, black folks in handcuffs, black folks with a record, black folks with a dirt sheet, or black folks with a jacket, let me speak in code. That's all it becomes. So the black the black folks who who achieved, just even thinking for themselves, they're looked at as outcasts. Well, how dare this nigga think for himself? They're like, look at this guy, man. Who do you think he is? Thinking for himself, being himself. Oh hell no. This is it's the hive mind everywhere. The black community, the matriarchal black community, the black community without positive uh, without positive male role models, the black community without positive mentors and, and, and guardians of the communities are going to exercise the same things that I just said. Anything that deals with oh a black person. What, conservative? Black man Republican? Oh, this nigga's a sellout. He's a coon. He this, he that. You depend on the government. You depend on the government for your handouts. But you call the next black man a coon and say that you deserve reparations, but you're getting scraps from the government. Get the fuck out of here. Don't try that shit with me. I'm the wrong nigga to fuck with with that. You taking the handouts that was implemented by the government towards the women to get the black man out of the household and break a lot of the black uh, uh, households up to begin with. Y'all, y'all still eating off the breadcrumbs of that. I just feel that that's a um, that that's necessary to bring up. Like I said, it ain't like it ain't like they have shit really. Like let's be honest, it ain't like they really have shit to begin with. But they'll forget that yeah, y'all getting handouts from the government. Who are you to call somebody a sellout? What is that? You get Section Eight housing and you calling the next person a sellout? You should be ashamed of yourself. Black man or a black woman wants to better themselves and y'all look at these people as weirdos because y'all want to see them in the same situations as y'all in. Fucked up situations. Niggas never want to see another nigga shine, man. That's the problem. That's why I don't fuck with niggas. I wish them the best, though, but I don't fuck with them personally. Have no reason to. There's no like, see me, I'm very pragmatic, even when it comes to interactions in which I'm trying to get to the common denominator of why the, the, the interaction is taking place. Other people, they like to play ton, uh, tonsil hockey, 
pause, where they just like to talk, constantly talk. And they really just want to ask something. They really just want something from you. And you're kind of just like, what's the question? Ask me the question so I can tell you no and so that you can walk away. Because, like, really, you can't interact with people the same. And that can be an episode in itself. Like, you can't interact with people the same. Like, how you may used to do in the beginning. Like, say you're in high school or in college and shit like that. And y'all just joke around about some pretty fucked up shit. But it's still funny. You can't do that shit today. You just can't. It's not possible. I was going to go through another video, but I didn't just realize that I already did two hours. And this this one video was really just to go through the video that I cut off from the last episode. But there is something that I did want to mention before wrapping this short one up. This is really just like a bonus episode that I'm going to share probably like an hour after I share the original episode that I did that I didn't upload yet. And that's like. Your shadow self, the the concept of your shadow self, in which for some people who believe the yin and the yang, your your shadow self is essentially it's it's not it's not like a dark version of you. It's not you. It's not necessarily you in a bad stage, more than you just at a dark stage. It's two different things. Um. A dark stage can just be a test of will. A bad stage can be a family death. Like that's just like just to give an example, right? Your shadow self, if you're a recovered alcoholic, your shadow self would of course be the alcoholism. The shadow self for me would be um my doubts of certain things. It used to be self-doubt, but it's no longer self-doubt. I know who I am. There's no doubt that I have in myself of who I am and what I represent. There's no doubt in that. But the self, the doubt of the world and things around me and not letting things go, that was always my shadow self. And everybody has their shadow self because here I get very philosophical you know what I mean? I'm really with the shits, right? So your shadow self is pretty much a part of you without you wanting to. Meaning a recovered alcoholic, his story is always going to be of alcoholism. And that's sort of the consequences that he has to live with based on the decisions that he makes. A lot of guys are willing to take that on because they understand it. It's a concept of accountability. Uh, relationships, dating, or even with men, it's like almost taught that you own up to your fuck ups. You don't sit back and blame the next person because that's what a woman does. We're taught that women do that. Women gossip. Women do that. Like it's, it's known, right? And it's not to be disrespectful. That's just what it is. But your true self is not your shadow self, but your shadow self is a part of what you become, which is yourself. Whether that's identity, whether that's surroundings, whether that's your comfort zone, whether that's your belonging of people, your belonging of things, your passion of things, 
that's like your true self, but your shadow self is also short. It's, it's sort of like the prototype beta stage, which in this case, we can literally say beta, right? It's the self that there, it's the self that represents doubt instead of the self that represents confidence and true knowledge of self. That self that people strive to be better for rather than the self that is within them, that is of them, that should be taken pride within. It, it will never happen in this society based on what is available. For women in validation, it's hand in hand because she doesn't have to do much if she's good looking to get it. And trust me, you guys will know the difference. You'll see a couple women and go, she does. She has an OnlyFans? Like, ugh. But she's showing a piece of ass, and guys are that desperate. So, of course, they're paying for it. Like I said earlier, or in the last episode, like, it's funny to me to know that guys pay for dates. Or, like, there's a, like, for me, growing up, it was like, you really, we really just hung out with bitches. We didn't, like take them out, try to impress them. It was easy because there was a social surrounding, meaning I have a friend that knows her through another friend. So it isn't out of the ordinary. If I just go up and strike a conversation, it's not, it wouldn't be awkward. Today, everything is so based on social media. These women are caught off guard when a guy approaches them. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. because they're cowards. Now, some women are brave. I'll give them that. I've been tempted more. I will say I've been tempted more within the past year than probably four years combined previously. Meaning there has been women that have approached me in public, in real life. And I'll have a conversation with them, but it's just... Whenever people talk about, oh, that click and, oh, it'll just happen, it, it's it's not happening. Because I always, in my mind, look at the risk and the reward. Well, what do I risk? Well, for one, you know, dealing with a woman, you always risk your livelihood. And I think that's something that men aren't really taught and they should be taught, that when you take on a woman's responsibility and a woman's problems, you risk your livelihood and you risk your routine function to better yourself by incorporating everything you have into a woman. And the woman will take as much as she can get before moving on to the next person. She'll bleed you dry. And then you wake up the next day with a, with a note. She wrote, she written you a note saying that it's time to move on. You go on Facebook. She hugged up with a guy. What the shit is vicious out here. It's deep. But the shadow self or silencing your shadow self is the idea that as most men and most human beings, well, really men, to be honest, they'll sit back and acknowledge that they got they got things that they need to work on to better themselves in order to be a better self. Women have a hard time doing that because they're constantly being told that they don't have to do the changing. It's the men that have to change for them. 
So it's a bunch of bratty, unattractive women. Not all, of course. Because really, I I was never, I was never approached by an unattractive woman. I was never hit on by an unattractive woman. I can say that. The women that made their past to me were attractive women. It's just how I see things today. I didn't see them as bad people. I just didn't see them as worth the risk. And I didn't see much reward coming from them. I didn't see much that I could benefit from them. Of course, they're looking at me as someone that they can benefit from. But I don't see them the same way. And it's about equality. You know, wink, wink. But that's just the reality of it. Most guys will never get to that point. And I don't say this like it's not a weakness that men have that's that can really be worked on. They have to experience life and they have to go through the ups and downs to come to that conclusion. But certain guys won't allow themselves to understand what's really happening. And it's them not willing to acknowledge that things are just not what they are presented as. Like dating apps are not for everybody. You may think it's for you, but then the results are, you know, inevitable. Some guys can handle that. They can go, all right, well, there's things that I can do to better myself and better my opportunity and better my possibilities. Or there's the guys that go, I'm just going to complain. This is bullshit. Why don't women love me for me? And that's the male. That's the male Disney fantasy of many men, whether at one point in their life or still currently today, deep down inside. Those men still believe that there is a woman that will love them for them instead of what they do that can provide for the woman. And that's what makes this shit gangster, right? Like, that's what makes the entire love thing and relation thing and and intimacy thing so gangster. Because a woman's weapon is not even her words. A man's weapon is his words because that's his arsenal, his so-called game. When he spits game, his words can be his weapon. Women, their looks are their weapon. They may know this, which is why they they choose to, you know, wear a tighter skirt, wear a tighter dress. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. But you know what type of a you know what type of attention you're trying to get. And you have succeeded. Congratulations. But there's not many women like what I'm talking about now. There's not many women that will really want to understand what I'm saying, but they understand what I'm saying. Women who have those looks have more opportunity to do the certain things that other women would wish they would do with certain men. But even the women who have those opportunities sexually, they never really get an advantage on an intimacy relationship type of level. That's why these women are always ran down when they're in their 30s and they're always complaining about men or asking where are the good men at. Those good men that would come into her life, she would ruin herself and ruin the man in the process. She's had too much. She's known too much. But yeah, this is a bonus, man. Bonus episode to two hours that I already did. 
now that I'm done doing this and we're close to 50 minutes in, and this wasn't an episode where I played music or anything. This is a bonus episode where I just continue off of what I did in the last episode. I'm going to be back in full effect with an episode uploaded by 10 tonight. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I will talk about something. But as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.